What did Mike McCarthy have to say about Dak Prescott in the Cowboys minicamp press conference before they kick off practices? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Uh, Landon, very stylish today. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I'm trapped in my uh, bedroom by myself as I'm trying to isolate from COVID. So I thought I'd at least dress up for all of you uh, wearing a, a nice sweater today. I, even though it's uh, it's sweltering in Texas right now, uh, it's I'm gonna it's need you to send me that room. link for that to get that sweater. That's a that's a it's, great it's, sweater. It's, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. I, I'll definitely send you send you a link. Uh, all right. So the Cowboys officially opened up minicamp on Tuesday. Although Mike McCarthy said it's basically an install and you're not going to get too much uh, t- today from practice. But we do have some little notes, nuggets to get to. We also have some Twitter questions. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with this. Uh, Dak Prescott, a conversation uh, today about can he run more in 2022? How is he looking? Mike McCarthy said he looked lean. Uh, this is some of the best shape he's been. He looks way more flexible. Flexible. Do you buy that the Cowboys are actually going to run the ball more with Dak this year? Best shape season, huh? We finally we finally arrived. Uh, even Mike McCarthy, four different players, I, I believe. Even Mike McCarthy himself looked like he was in best shape of his yeah, life. Yeah, I think he's uh, sli- you know he's, he's he getting a little leaner. A little um, you know, yes, I I actually do buy this one because simply because of the fact that you and I, you know, for a while have discussed the fact that it's important that Dak be able to run the football when he mm-hmm. needs to. It's an important part of this offense. I think it's especially important in the red zone where he just that extra element of a threat that Dak could run and, 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 and cross the goal line. Uh, it, it adds an angle and an element to your uh, offense in the red zone that is really, really difficult to defend and, and makes you a lot more dangerous. So uh, I think that a, another year away from these injuries, uh, another year away from the ankle injury and then also the calf injury, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have you kind of rejuvenated Dak's will to to kind of take off and run and feel comfortable mm-hmm. taking off and running. Uh, yeah, and and we always kind of had hoped that you know a, an off season away from this would kind of return Dak to some of that because it is such a, a great part of his game uh, and and a dangerous part of his game that really kind of helps open things up a lot for this offense uh, and, and, and in the red zone, but also all over the field. So uh, I, I I do I do think I do believe it because I think the Cowboys offense really needs it. I think the part about him being more flexible and leaner was what got me excited, right? I thought he looked a little too muscle bound at times last year and it just made him look clunky and it might've been just trying to bulk up and uh, I don't know, put on some more body armor, but I think quarterbacks he, he, better. Couldn't, he couldn't get away, you know, so he like yeah. had to bulk up, I think to take, to be able to take some of those hits probably, which he did. I mean, you watched yeah. some of those early season games and he, especially like Tampa Bay, he got hit all the time. Um, but one of the things that we've seen from some of the older quarterbacks in the league is as you kind of progress in your NFL career, it's better to get a little bit leaner and to be a little bit more flexible 
And when you get hit, kind of just go spaghetti on him a little bit, right? Like Tom Brady is a perfect example of this, right? He's not muscle bound at all. He's super lean. It, it just gets me excited because I think that version of Dak is going to be a better player for the Cowboys. I completely agree. I think the ability for him to get away, to just get a little bit of that speed back where, you know, it, it threatens the angle on, on linebackers. I mean, I'm not asking him to run away from defensive backs, but, 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 you know, hurt some of the angles on the linebackers as you're trying to get to that third down, mar- uh, first down marker, you know, uh, well, uh, to just me, a little- it's not even necessarily the running part. It's you're in the pocket, right? Can you make one little quick movement just to dodge a linebacker sure. and then throw the ball? Like those quick little tiny sidesteps. I, I, I thought he was good at last year because he's always been good at that. But if he can be a little bit quicker in the pocket, I think he'll avoid some sacks and I'll turn it into big plays. Yeah, he has always been very good at kind of just avoiding pressure and operating inside the pocket. But I do agree, like the ability to kind of peel out a little easier and, and kind of open things up in, 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 in the passing game, you know, once the play breaks down, uh, that usually bears pretty good fruit for, for, for Dak whenever he's able to do that. All right. There's a, another player that Mike McCarthy talked up in the, the press conference that I want your thoughts on, Landon, because I thought it was really interesting. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring with each ring being one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Cowboys listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That is promo code LOCKEDON+. Plus. Every order is insured, ships free, and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Go to BlueNile.com to shop today. All right, Lana, next player we need to talk about, Connor McGovern. Uh, here is what Mike McCarthy had to say about Connor McGovern. He said, I think Connor has done an excellent job. I think like anything, you control what you can control. We have so many players, and he's one of them, that have been here for the captains of the workouts. These guys have been here since February, and Connor has been one of those guys. So this is clearly the best shape he's been in. It's the strongest that he's been. The numbers that he's pushed, his body index, and all of those components are what you really look for. And he's maxed this time of year to get ready for competition. Do you buy that Connor McGovern is going to be part of this offensive line uh, competition here in July and August? Uh, I do, but I, I don't know that it's going to be a guard. I think it likely will be at center. You know, mm. I think you know they 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 want Tyler Smith to win that left guard spot. I mean, I imagine that he is going to be good enough to take that left guard spot. Uh, especially since, you know, with the first round picks, you know, often the tie goes to the runner. Right. So uh, I I do think that I do think that, you know, that the the fact that they have tried it a little bit last year, the fact that they're continuing to try it this year uh, to to play him at center or to, to get him snaps at center. Obviously, part of that could be just to kind of prep him for a role as an interior swing guy. That obviously could be a route that they're going but another route that they could be going because they've clearly shown a willingness to do this is that they're trying to look for a replacement for Tyler Biotish. They're trying to look for an upgrade there. Uh, and having someone with a little more girth like uh, McGovern playing center 
um, you know, may be valuable. He, he felt undersized and underpowered at times, especially when he was playing left guard. Um, but I think that if you're talking about him playing at center uh, in between someone like Tyler Smith and, and Zach Martin, now you're talking about a, a real steady kind of strong upfront presence that, you know, someone like Dak Prescott could really enjoy. So I do think that he will be part of the mix. I don't know that he's going to have the uh, inside track to, to the left guard position like, you know, many of us thought before Tyler Smith got drafted. Yeah, I, I, I still would be shocked if he is a week one starter unless there's oh, an sure. injury, right? Sure. But I, what I think the Cowboys really want him to do is take the swing interior job and just dominate that. Like, just be much better than Matt Farniak. Be much better than Tyler Biotish in that area. So, hey, if a situation happens like it did in week one where somebody tests positive for COVID or they're injured and he can step in and play well, I, I think that's probably what they're looking for. They just want him to be a really, really solid six offensive lineman for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, the expectation. If he can get, you know... A, and then play fullback. A better, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. As, as some snaps as, as tight end and fullback. And if he can get, you know, uh, a push on, on some of these guys in, in the middle and, 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 you know, push their starting spots, I, mean, I don't think anyone's going to be upset about that. Like, you want to have that competition. And I agree. You mentioned Farniak. He's another guy that's been kind of mentioned about uh, in that competition for the center spot. So uh, I, I think that the, the idea is just to get, you know, they felt. I think they felt like they had three interior guys last year and they weren't, sh- uh, as far as, like, backups, that they and they weren't sure exactly how they liked any of them. I think what they're trying to do this year is make sure that they like more than one of them. Yes. And that they, yes. they, they want to make sure that they have depth there, not just, you know, the first man off the bench, but, but, you know, actually pushing the starters uh, and then actually having some depth in the position, because as we saw, you know, those spots get shuffled around a lot and injury can take those offensive linemen, uh, you know, suddenly. It's just not realistic in the NFL today, especially now that you have 17 games that you're starting five is going to play. All 17 games, right? It's just not going to happen. Injuries are going to strike. Um, so you need to have that swing into your guy be ready to go. So I think the yep. Cowboys obviously are encouraged. We're going into year four now. McGovern's been healthy for, was it, three full years because he missed his rookie season with an injury. Yep. It's time for him to go. He might not win a starting job, but that's okay. I think he's going to have a lot of value being that first offensive lineman off the bench. And I was, I mean, I'm not really joking about the fullback spot. Like, there's probably going to be five or six plays a game that he's on the field as a short yardage blocker. Yeah, as, as a tight end, as a fullback, you know, they kind of moved him around a little bit. Obviously, would not be surprised to see him catch a pass this year. Um, I, I really wanted somebody to ask Mike McCarthy, how's Connor's hands coming along? <laughs> well, I mean, that, you know, he can't give away trade secrets, right? So uh, he's probably keeping keeping uh, Connor McGovern's really time funny, in front of the, the junk machine quiet, you know? It's like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, one more quote from Mike McCarthy that I thought was really fascinating. You have to bear with me because it's a little long. But um, somebody asked him about C.D. Lamb becoming the, the number one receiver on this team. And basically, what is his definition of a wide receiver one? And I thought McCarthy had a really good answer. He said, I don't really have one. I'm not saying that sarcastically. I think it's important for all of your receivers I like receivers to play multiple positions because I'm focused on beating the defense that's going to line up and double two of your top guys. So the ability to play inside and outside, I think, is part of the description or characteristics of being a number one receiver. 
I think like any premier player, whether you're talking about Micah Parsons or Aaron Donald, which by the way, that's really funny that he talked about premier players being Aaron Donald and Micah Parsons. Uh, if you if you line up in one position, I think the, the targeting for the offense is a little easier. So I think clearly the ability to play inside and outside and with CD playing the slot last year and now taking the flanker position, that's when he has the flexibility to go along with a great skill set. I thought that was a really smart answer by McCarthy. What were your thoughts on it? I think it's a very smart answer. I just don't know that it's an answer to the question that was asked. You know? no, 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 was, I, I, but I think it was, yes, it, it gave us a lot of information, which is the more important thing. You know, I think that it told us that, you know, the plan is about how, you know, how they're going to move CD around to try to beat what defenses are doing to them. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I think what it did answer was kind of the, you know, the, the whole Linehan versus, uh, you know, uh, McCarthy kind of offensive philosophy, right. Yes. Of, yes. of kind of not trying to force a ball to, uh, uh, a player who's at one position all the time and then trying to build, uh, your offense around how the defense reacts to that more about trying to move around your best players, uh, and, and then, operate them within the scheme to try to scheme them open to defeat the defenses that are you're facing. So I, I just, and maybe he saw this with when they played the Cowboys, you know, under Linehan, but like you can have a superstar receiver like Des Bryant at the peak of his game. And if you can send two guys and take them out of the game, it's, it, yes, it's, it sounds like a win for your offense, but it's really not because now your best player is not getting the ball. And we've seen this in green Bay with, Devonta Adams, or even before that with Jordy Nelson, they find ways to get their top receivers the ball, whether that is playing in them slot. So if you have a really good outside corner that can't play in the slot, there you go. You just created a mismatch. So uh, to me, that's why I, if I had to guess, I like, keep views players like CD lamb, like the prototype number one receiver, because you could literally move them all around. You can have them take carries in the backfield. You can have them play in the slot outside. We're just going to find ways to get our best player of the football. Yeah, and I think that's it, right? Is that it's 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 no use to have one good player who can be outside and, and dominate that way because that's very easy to take away, no matter how dominant that player is. So the ability to move those guys around, to be able to scheme those guys open because of the, that player's versatility. And look, that was look, that was always the issue with Dez at times. Oh yeah, right? and like, I love Dez, fact, one of my favorite players of all time. Yes, but the fact that you couldn't play Dez in the slot, I mean. It really limited his well, usefulness at times. I think. And not only that, but you also had a slot receiver that couldn't play outside. That's right. right. Yeah. So you had, you so, had kind of both of those. You couldn't move those guys around. Then you had Terrence Williams, who was not an X receiver and certainly not a slot receiver. And so it became very easy to kind of scheme defensively. I mean, it was easy to predict what the offense was going to do. This exactly. offense, it's 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 not that. This offense, it's it's game plan specific against what your defense is doing and. And they're going to have solutions for what you like to do on defense. So, um, yeah, it, it's just a different philosophy. And I, I think for the Cowboys, especially for the way football is nowadays, uh, it's it's the more modern way of thinking about attacking a defense. Do you think last year, because of Amari and because of Gallup, they were a little bit too predictable? I mean, again, we should put this in context. They were still the number one ranked offense in the NFL, but. Do you think without Amari, without Cedric Wilson, they're going to be a little bit more unpredictable? Yes, this is what I've been saying. I I, I think the 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 
the downside to having all those wide receivers, if there is a downside, is that you do become predictable because ultimately you have to feed all those guys. You've got to find a way to incorporate all of them because you're, you're paying you're paying your number two wide receiver $20 million a year. You've got a first-round uh, wide receiver that you really, really like and you want to feed the ball. You've got another guy, Michael Gallup, who – you want to see if you're if 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 you can invest in him long term and you want to get him the ball down the field that's a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of obligations for an offense that wants to be multiple and wants to be able to adjust based on what the defense is doing not necessarily some kind of preconceived notion of what the offense should be doing and mm-hmm. i think that that plays out when you watch how this team plays offense on a script versus off script when this team, this team has struggled at times playing with their scripted plays. They've struggled to get into games early. They've struggled to score points early in the game. It's when they are can they've seen what the defense has done to them and they're able to open up their offense and playbook a little bit and exploit what they've seen that they've had the most success when they're trying to force the ball to certain players or, trying to uh, serve too many masters in this offense, I think they really struggle. It's, it's when they are opened up and free to, you know, make the adjustments that are necessary, get the ball to who, who, who it's necessary in order to beat the defense that this offense has its most success. And, and I think that that's hopefully what they're trying to go for. They, they limited the amount of mouths that they have to feed and then now they can be a little bit more flexible with their touches. They can be a little bit more creative week to week because they're not having to get Amari X amount of snaps, CD X amount of slaps, Schultz X amount of slaps. Now they can really just truly be kind of free to take it as it comes. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I think they're going to be a little bit more unpredictable, and I think that will make the offense – I don't know if it's necessarily going to make the offense better – but maybe in big games, you know, when you're going against a really talented defense, they won't know exactly what's coming because you watched the 49ers game last year, the playoff game, and they had a really good beat on what Dallas was doing until we got to the fourth quarter when things started to turn in, yeah. into a little bit more of a frantic pace. And that's where Dak has always been really good. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, I think that there's mounds of evidence of that. And, and I think that when you – are open to kind of do what it takes to win as opposed to feeling like you have to kind of meet these markers or, or meet these, you know, standards of, of, Oh, we got to get X amount of touches to this player and this, that player. And instead are allowed to, you know, formation a team to death. If a, if you want to run seven plays of 12 personnel in a row, because it's working and that's effective against that defense, you're not going to feel like you're obligated to get into 11 personnel be- just because you have these uh, these right. guys that you right. feel like you need to get touches for. So uh, yeah, if they're truly going to a you know truly versatile scheme versatile you know formation versatile offense, that's when they've had a lot of success. If you go back and watch a lot of the early games, the diff the stark difference between the number of formations, the number of personnel groups that they ran early in the season versus what they ran later in the season. Now obviously a lot of that's injuries. But 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 the, the the it's a stark difference in, in the amount of variety that they had in their offense early in the season versus what they had late. I, I totally agree. Um, all right, let's take one more quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. 
Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals. We've got Game 6 on Thursday, the NHL Hockey Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, UFC. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, one quick Twitter question. We're going to get to some of these later in the week, but I, I, I thought this one was interesting. This one comes from at Jones's babysitter. Um, he he sent us some good questions before. It's a good Twitter handle. Uh, he wants to say he, he wants to know. Give me some encouragement. How is this off season uh, with the Cowboys losing Amari Cooper, losing Cedric Wilson? Not like the off season where we w- lost Dez and Beasley. They just don't have a lot of hope going into this year. Now, before you answer that, I, I did want to point out. It feels like to me that excitement and enthusiasm surrounding the Cowboys is. I don't want to say at all time low, but it seems low. Like sure. for example, even even Mike McCarthy's press conference today. I don't know if you saw the little screenshot I grabbed, but there was only a hundred people watching the, the the press conference at noon Eastern time today. Compare that to some of the other ones that are going on right now, and you'll see 15, 16 times more viewers than that. I, I don't know. Are people just out on this Cowboys team, or are we just at a point where it's like? We don't care about what happens in June, July, August. We only care about what happens now in the playoffs because we've seen this kind of thing happen before. We get excited in September and October, and then we just get let down in January. What's what's the what's the opposite of hype? Like what what's anti hype? This off Googling it. Yeah, like, like let's get a, let's get a, a, a synonym for anti hype. Uh, this offseason has been this kind of self-piling on, like, you know, just trying to get through the feels. Uh, uh, this has been a kind of a negative feedback loop uh, of Cowboys news, it feels like. It, and, and everyone has taken everything to heart, and every, everyone has taken everything as worst-case scenario. And, and, and I think that, you know... There have been things that are there's been news that that is you know can be spun as completely terrible. There's news that can be spun as very good. I, I I think that the problem is is that it's gotten to a point now that the, after the way the last season ended, and then the way that this offseason has gone, it's just been uh uh you know Cowboys fans anti-hyping themselves right like yeah. It, 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 yeah they found a way to get upset about every single thing that's happening uh and they've convinced themselves that this is just not something that they want to necessarily get get hyped up about i think all that's going to change that it always does it's just a little bit later in the year that it's happened this year um but i also think that that you know i think there have been so many years when we've gotten so hyped and 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 i think that it's uh, it, it it produced very little, and then there's been years that that where there's been no hype. I mean, hmm. look, where were we last year? I, I I would all would love for everyone to just take themselves back one year sure. and how we felt about this defense and how we felt about Dak Prescott's potential coming off that injury. You know, there was a lot of talent on this team, but there were a ton a ton of question marks about a lot of different stuff. I honestly wonder if there aren't less question marks this year than there were last year. You, you didn't well, I mean, know, we but- can go through them. Like last year we had, <laughs> there's a lot of them between 
Dak. We had Ezekiel Elliott coming off a, a bad season, which we could talk about him that we the tight end position, right? Because Dalton Schultz was only proved it for kind of half a season. Uh, the defense in general was not very good. Defensive um, line, the safe, the, the cornerback safety situation was dire from what we were talking yeah. about at this point last year. Um, you know, look, uh, the entire defense was an enormous question mark. And now we're talking like this could be a top 10 defense this year, you know? So, I, I mean, I think I, just, I, I actually think I'd be a little disappointed if they only finished like eight or nine on defense this year. Like they should be better than that, you would think, right? I do. I mean, look, I, I think regression defense is always, you know, candidate for regression. But I think that that you could lose the number of turnovers that they have. Like it could regress, and you could still be a very, very, very good well, defense. What I because, I almost mean like yards per play, they should sure. be better this year. Yeah, that's a little bit I, more repeatable than turnovers, which they're not going to have the same amount of turnovers. But if the yards per play can come down, be closer to what we saw in the second half of the season, and kind of maintain over that over the whole year. They could be a very good defense. And really, my only big question on this team is how quickly does Michael Gallup come back from his injury? Does somebody else kind of step up between that? And what's the status at left guard? Like, can they get competent play from that? If if the answers to those are like, Gallup is going to be back by week four and it's going to be normal Michael Gallup, and you're going to get, let's say, Connor Williams-like play from your left guard this year, this team's going to win. 10, 11, 12 games again. There's lots to feel good about this team, despite, you know, what everyone may feel right now. They're going to play a very easy schedule next year. They they have, they still have a ton of talent. I think that people tend to forget still, this is still one of the youngest and most talented teams in the yeah. NFL. And as much as everyone wants to hate on Steven Jones and, and, and the front office, which, you know, look, I understand their ire they're the ones who collected all these players mm -hmm. and, and, and many teams across the NFL would kill for a roster that the Cowboys have. So uh, I understand that there's tons to be negative about. There's, there's things that have happened this off season that uh, you know, you may not disagree with that. I may not disagree with. Uh, but I also know that I have gone into these seasons feeling super supremely confident in this team I've gone into these seasons feeling that this team was going to be in a lottery pick for the, for the top 10, you know, I guess that doesn't happen in the NFL, but you know, my point. Yeah. And, and, and neither, neither really gives any kind of indication as to what ended up happening. So if you're looking for reasons for optimism, your reason for optimism is that the NFL has an oblong ball and the ball bounces weird. And that's not just a literal, uh, uh, saying that's a that's a metaphoric one that applies to the entirety of the NFL. Uh, just really quickly, this is like a, a good way to kind of recap where the Cowboys are at, at least on the defensive side of the ball. At this time last year, it was clear. I mean, I don't even think it was close. Donovan Wilson was the best safety on the roster, and I think you could have made a case that he was their second best defensive, defensive player. Yeah, or wow. maybe defensive player. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you might yeah. even be able to make a case going into last year that he was their best defensive back because Trevon Diggs missed a lot of time. was very up and down. I thought Donovan Wilson got better last year. I thought he, he improved. He improved his coverage. He improved uh, what he could do in the box. And he's not even a starter. Like we really yeah. haven't talked about him at all with this defense. And he's a 20, what 24, 25 year old uh, safety 
that we're not talking about because the Cowboys are just in such a better spot now on defense. And he's, instead of being, let's say your fifth best defensive player, he might be your 15th best defensive player going into this season. Yeah. I mean, the improvement on defense is marked. And, and I think that part of it was the fact that there was talent previously on this defense that was uh, just, just not playing well with in, in the, in combination with the, the defensive scheme that was being played. So uh, it's it's uh, it was a kind of a perfect storm. A lot of these veteran players playing better football. You got a great injection of, of young talent, uh, you know, an inclusion of a an elite player, an immediately elite player on your team in Micah Parsons. Uh, and, and it kind of a rising tide, you know, raised all ships and, and, yep. and it made it made this defense uh, suddenly kind of a juggernaut. And I do think that, again, the fact that there's so much rising young talent on this defense uh, indicates that I think that they're going to be good again. This defense, I, I, I like I said, there are, the regression is a thing, and it will happen. But that it can happen in one a- element of the defense while still having a very good defense. Yeah. I think that is a possibility. Uh, some two of these young defensive players are going to step up. Like we saw Trevon Diggs make a leap. Michael Parsons obviously was fantastic last year. But like somebody's going to get better. Whether it's Osa, whether it's Gallimore, whether it's Maybe it's Quinton Bohano takes a huge step, or maybe it's Chauncey Golston or Israel Makami. Like I'm just telling you, two of these guys are going to step up. And by the time we get to week eight, it's like, oh, there's not really a lot of holes on this defense, especially if Lawrence and Parsons and Dake stay healthy. Yeah. It's going to be a really good defense. And if the offense can continue to be good, which I would think it would be because anytime that Dak Prescott plays, the Cowboys have had the number one offense in the league in yards per game and points per game. I don't know if this is a Super Bowl team, but this is still a very good team and a pretty weak NFC. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's too early to be ruling anybody out of the Super Bowl. <laughs> and yeah. so I, I certainly think in, in the realm of the NFL, it's it's not outside the realm of possibility that a roster that nope. looks like this could win the Super Bowl. Uh, absolutely not. I totally agree. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast, where our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. All the same places that you would get the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Cowboys.